0: Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30 percent? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? 953 8449 and get your free quote today.
1: we gonna start this all right.
0: We got Zach Barry.
1: The Come on.
0: Hashtag not committed. Welcome in to Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. We are here. On this Wednesday afternoon, we are going to talk recruiting as Ole Miss continues to be active in the transfer portal. As earlier today, Ole Miss added a commitment from Michigan. Cornerback Amorian Walker, originally from Louisiana. Ties to Pete Golding, who will get into all of that as we bring on the Wolverines. Clayton Safey to talk about Amorian Walker. Clayton, good afternoon. How are we doing? What's going on? Glad to be here. I reached out to you. wanted to uh, have you on the show as uh, someone who has seen him in the flesh, in practice, in games, all of that. Um, So, yeah, let's just get into uh, the player. I know um, a lot has been made about the measurables, the skill set, the athleticism, Bruce Feldman loves him. It seemed like the uh, Michigan staff loved him as well prior to the injury. But just as the player, who is Amorian Walker and what will he bring to Ole Miss?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's kind of a loaded question because I think you kind of have to start with the athleticism. When he was a recruit, there were a lot of schools coming after him as a defensive back, but he wanted to start as a wide receiver, played a year there. Uh, wasn't able to you know make much of an impact as a freshman they switch him over you know he seemed to be finally on board with moving over to defensive back Uh, you know Jim Harbaugh said that he could be a unicorn at the position one of those guys that's you know tall but can kind of flip the hips and really has that smooth athleticism so I think there was a lot of hope there and you know Harbaugh and the staff it seemed like a little bit to me back in the spring they were kind of you know, trying to speak that into existence. I think, you know, behind the scenes, there was still a ways to go for him. And I think there probably still is as a player, um, you know, the six one Oh shuttle um, is just ridiculous. Hand-timed by Ben Herbert, Michigan strength coach, who's, you know, one of two guys in the country making over a million dollars and gets a whole bunch of guys on the freaks list every year. Um, You know, so obviously he has the measurables, like you mentioned, I just think it's the, the defensive uh, instincts, you know, playing a little bit more physical are the things that he's lacking at this point. I even talked to Will Johnson, Michigan's all American corner, uh, you know, who was the uh, defensive player of the game in the national championship game. And, you know, before the the title game at media day about a Moran Walker. And he said that, you know, he thinks it's just going to take more time for him to fully grow into being a corner. So Uh, The one, you know, he didn't play a a ton of significant reps. They tried to get him in towards the end of the year, uh, you know, at at different points when they could. Uh, But the time that we saw him, you know, play extended snaps there was in the spring game and he got burned a little bit, uh, quite a bit by a walk-on receiver, Peyton O'Leary, who ended up having five, six catches and leading, uh, you know, his team, whatever, I can't remember if it was Mays or Blue to to the win. So I, I just think that he's kind of, uh, you know, a great athlete, a freak athlete, as Bruce Feldman would would say, uh, but just kind of needs to to refine the technique and, and instincts and become more of a football player.
0: Yeah, I know he had the injury missed four games before playing sparingly. But again, like you said, yeah. the, the reputation on the staff was, you know, hey, we think he can get there, but not not yet. But can you speak to the injury and kind of what it was or kind of what lingered that kept him off the field early in the
1: year? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it could have been a, might have been a hamstring or something lower body that just kind of um, came up. We saw him in, uh, actually, might have been a little worse than that. We saw him in crutches coming into the building during fall camp, and they were pretty mum on exactly what it was. Uh, but that held him back too. So, you know, to to his, you know, to be fair to him, I think missing a lot of camp, which was going to be valuable for him after just switching over to defense several months before was was something that really hurt him. Um, and then, you know, the beginning of the year as well, trying to ease him back into practice. So I, I don't think it's anything that's, that, you know, would have limited him at all once he got back. Um, you know, he was fine moving around well, moving around really well when you see him at the bowl game practices and, and things like that. Um, you know, very, very tall and skinny and lanky, you know, probably could, could uh, add a little bit of weight as well or, or muscle but you know I think as far as as far as the injury goes that was more just setting back his development than it was you know impacting anything going forward with his health.
0: Yeah I know I saw a quote from uh from y'all's site that um, Jesse Mentor, that he was a coordinator was talking about the traits the skills to be able to play the position and just saying he hasn't played it enough to be comfortable yet but I think that it, it seemed like the staff was was pretty high on him and looking forward to the future of him at that position. But in terms of kind of what he brings athletically with the wide receiver background and things like that, what, what, what what did you see in practice or you see in, in game spring game, that kind of thing? What did the staff see in terms of, you know, the transition from wide receiver to corner? And I'd imagine they, they felt pretty good about the future before he got in the portal.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think they probably would have liked to hang on to him and especially they're pretty thin at corner as well. So it came maybe a little bit of a surprise because, like I said, I mean, they tried to get him in some of the games towards the end of the year. The Michigan State game was where he got the most run. And I think it might have been on his first snap. He had a really nice pass breakup. Um, you know, so maybe if people can go back and find that. Um, don't remember. don't remember exactly when it was in the game, but I think it was pretty early on. They were trying to to rotate a couple guys in there because they were thin at corner all season. And luckily for them, for the most part, they were able to stay healthy. So he didn't have to come in and and play or some of the other young guys that they were kind of grooming there didn't have to come in and play, you know, in big time spots. But, um, you know, I I think that he did show things on a couple different plays uh, also got him in, in the the big 10 championship game as well. But I, I do think that, you know, there's just, and this has always been a discussion with him and even talking to our recruiting reporter, EJ Holland about him, over the last few years is even when he was in high school, I mean, everyone understood how good of an athlete he was, but there was still concern of, you know, how good of a football player he was at that point. So I think, you know, it's, it's up to the Ole Miss staff to kind of get that out of him as well. Um, But I do think if he's able to put it together, have those instincts, you know, learn the technique and learn the mentality too, of being a defensive back, you kind of got to be a dog, you know, as a corner, you might be out, out on an Island, um, so you got to be, you got to be aggressive. You got to have a confident mentality. If he can put that together, I mean, I agree with Jim Harbaugh that when you look at him as an athlete and his size and what he can do, how he can move, then, you know, he does have a high ceiling. So I don't know if I'd expect, you know, I don't know what Ole Miss's corner situation looks like. I don't know if I'd expect him to you know play maybe a huge role right away, but an off season could do wonders for him um, as well. Uh, but at, at the same time, I just think he's, he's a guy that you still kind of wanted on your football team. Like Michigan fans were a little bit disappointed when he left just because of what that upside is, uh, whether that's at corner. I mean, sounds like from what you're saying, he'll, he'll play there, or whether that's at wide receiver down the road, because, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he could have some potential there with his size and speed. You mentioned the off season doing wonders. I know Feldman
0: kind of caught his eye when he made the, the freaks list. He, arrived at Michigan at 156 pounds and then got yeah. up to 180 um yeah I think that's a great point that you made where um I don't know I'm not in that room I haven't been in those conversations but I'd imagine this isn't a hey we need you right now type of you know commitment where I'm I don't know maybe Pete Golding and Link Given a talk to Jim Harbaugh or somebody else on the Michigan staff and, you know, gotten a scouting report, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Ole Miss has some corners already that have, you know, experienced returning guys that are going to be playing, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it will probably be a, you know, Hey, let's get your feet wet here and there and in, in certain spots and let's see what we got. But like you said, with what Harbaugh talks about with his athleticism, I mean, it's, it, it's the type of lottery ticket that you want to have in your hand. Right.
1: Exactly. No lottery tickets, are a great way to put it, um, you know, because there are guys out there. I mean, there are even guys on, on Michigan's roster as well, you know, including at defensive back that, you know, it's been a couple of years and you don't really see a, a huge path for them to make an impact at any point. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't made much of an impact yet, but you could absolutely envision it. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's I think kind of what, what you're getting. Um, And yeah, I mean, sometimes I think when a guy is picked up in the transfer portal, and this happens probably at every fan base, you know, you, you immediately look at the depth chart of what it's going to look like, you know, going into spring or going into the next season. Um, You know, this might not be that type of play. This might be, you know, what does it look like long-term and that can be just as important down the road when you have guys that you can kind of, you know, not stash away because he's certainly going to compete immediately, but um, also know that that down the road with, you know, the eligibility he has left, I think just two years because he did burn his red shirt as a freshman, uh, which is, you know, kind of unfortunate. I think for him at this point, I think played in, in, uh, in, in you would probably know better than me at this point. I I can't recall exactly, but um, you know, even with two years left, I think at some point he could, he could make an impact for Ole Miss.
0: Yeah. I do think there, there's not a push to to be an instant impact guy where they can kind of ease him into learning the position more and more and and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, like, like you said, and, and kind of, I reiterated where it's, you know, Hey, an elite athlete, try to find somewhere for him on the field. Um, you know, whether that's boundary field corner, um, or maybe like you said, he ends up back on the offensive side. Giffin certainly knows how to maximize talent on the offensive side. And, you know, after, uh, a top 25 defense year, Pete Golding will probably do the same defensively if that's where he ends up. So, um, I guess kind of last thing, you know, I kind of like to do this with, you know, I'm not a scout. I don't evaluate people for a living, but just kind of your self scout of what you saw from him when he was healthy. um, You know, what do you kind of see his trajectory for the next couple years uh, at Ole Miss?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough to tell to a certain extent, you know, based on some, a lot of his snaps being, you know, kind of in garbage time and And not necessarily getting challenged uh, as much, you know, in the thick of a game. And honestly, you know, you go through the schedule. A lot of the games he played in, too, you look at the opposing quarterbacks, didn't really challenge um, him. And that's kind of the way the Big Ten was this year. Um, You know, Purdue's quarterback, probably the best one he faced. But Iowa, Indiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan State all had major issues, issues there. Like I said, he made the play against Michigan State that was really impressive and kind of gave people hope at that point that maybe if they need him, he'd be able to step in. I mean, I think he probably was in the two deep there at the end of the year. Um, So that, you know, is something that could be encouraging for Ole Miss fans. Uh, But Michigan was a little bit thin there at corner, and they were pretty lucky they held up down the stretch. So I think his trajectory is that, you know, a healthy offseason is going to be big for him because I think if he would have had a full healthy offseason last year, uh, his, you know, you're talking about the trajectory and the, you know, the journey it's going to take to, to be a good player. Uh, that would have been accelerated now if he's able to stay healthy throughout the offseason i think he can he can you know make that a reality for himself in the next couple of years uh, but you know the few things that i mentioned earlier the mentality of playing d back which is different than playing wide receiver um, you know the physicality that it takes to play that position especially when you are a bigger guy you got to use that to your advantage and then maybe just adding some strength as well he looked a little bit weak at times uh, just watching him, him play. So, uh, I think it's those things that he needs to work on, but I mean, honestly, the guy is kind of the limit, uh, too. So it's kind of weird to say that about a guy who hasn't done much in his career, but I think that's why Ole Miss fans should be, you know, relatively excited about it. And that's why Michigan fans were relatively disappointed to see him go.
0: It's not the worst thing when Jim Harbaugh and Jesse Benter and other guys on a national championship staff are, uh, giving you the endorsement. So, um, no doubt. Yeah, certainly a huge pickup. Uh, and as you know, if Hayes Fawcett's making an, a, uh, a graphic for you, you, you certainly can play. So, um, but, uh, no but yeah, so uh, yeah, Ole Miss fans, like you said, should be excited. The, the, the intrigue and the potential is through the roof. Uh, so now we'll see what Pete Golding and Brian Brown and the rest of that staff will do. So um, that is going to do it for this edition of not committed. Uh appreciate everybody tuning in, appreciate the sponsors that make the show possible and uh shout out to Clayton for uh, joining us here. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll do it again soon. Hopefully. Appreciate it.